Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, and welcome to the presentation of our third quarter. Two of my colleagues in executive group management are also available for your questions. But first, I will quickly take you through our presentation. And on the second slide, our key messages are that the development in the third quarter generally turned out to be a bit better than we had expected, with even stronger order execution, favorable product mix, and successful financial closing of projects, altogether leading to a higher contribution ratio. Therefore, we now, here after the third quarter, upgrade our EBIT margin guidance to 9 to 10% for the full year from the previously 8 to 9%. This is in addition to the upgrade of the expected full year turnover that we did after the second quarter. The cash flow from operations continues to be satisfactory, now at 1.1 billion Danish kroner year to date. The active order pipeline in minerals continues to be strong, as demonstrated by both the formal announcements of CapEx growth next year from our major customers, but also by our informal customer interaction. Finally, we succeeded in executing the acquisition of Roymec in South Africa, which is strategically important to us because it secures our group the desirable BBBEE status, as it's called, and thereby a long-term license to operate in South Africa without any limitations whatsoever for tendering in neither private nor publicly funded projects. Turning to slide three, regarding the market situation, the outlook is good. The minerals proposal activity continues to be high, especially within coal, copper, gold, iron ore, and phosphates, which are all among the minerals that we decided to prioritize going into 2010. And it was just a coincidence that no large orders became effective in the third quarter due to timing. In cement, the proposal activity is strongest in India, Indonesia, South America, and North Africa, which is also unchanged. However, the total activity level is again a bit better than expected, so we upgrade our total expectations for the cement market this year with 20% to 60 million tons of new capacity. And on this basis, we can only expect that the order bookings of major products will pick up over the coming quarter. Slide four. For year-to-date, our revenue was down 12% as expected, which we already knew beforehand due to the lower backlog going into the year. And it's much more important that the contribution ratio is up 3.7 percentage points due to successful product finalization, thereby increasing our gross profit by 17 percent. And both the turnover and the gross profit have now been growing through all three consecutive quarters of this year. We have practically never any transactional currency exposure, but we've seen currency translation effect of 6% on revenue. And this 
effect also hits our capacity costs shown in slide 5 called SGNAs, which are 668 million and up 11%, also due to a high sales activity, which is adding in costs and order activity now, but only revenue later on. And for the same reason, of course, the SGNA ratio is up from 10.3 to 12.7%. Again, more importantly, the EBIT is up to 12. The EBIT ratio is up to 12.2%, and thereby the EBIT up 28%. After a constantly stronger growth than the turnover through the three last quarters, the order intake shown in slide six has been increasing year to date by 77%. The, there's also an increase in the small unannounced orders on a quarterly basis, and thereby the backlog is up 11% from beginning of the year, which is in spite of lacking the larger announced orders more than 200 million kroner each here in the last quarter, which is due to timing. Also, the book-to-bill ratio is comfortable with 1.2, which means we have more than one year's turnover in the backlog. Cash flow in slide 7 continues to be strong with 367 million in the last quarter, and as mentioned, now 1.1 billion year-to-date. And at the same time, we continue to have a low working capital of a bit more than 400 million. Thereby, we are constantly strengthening our financial platform, shown in slide 8, with an equity ratio of 35%, no net debt, and a total interest-bearing receivable of approximately 1.5 billion kroner. And our first priority is to utilize these funds for value creation to very careful acquisitions and investments. And that's the reason why CapEx is relatively high this year. And of course, there's also some catching up from 2009, where we only invested 210 million kroner in, in fixed assets throughout the whole year. Turning to cement, which keeps performing stronger with 48% of the group turnover, about 55% of the EBIT. And in slide 10, we demonstrate that we've achieved a very strong order execution. And also the order intake is up by 59%. Revenue down by one force, just as we knew beforehand. But more importantly, the contribution ratio up 3.7 percentage points which also drives up the EBIT ratio now to more than 11%. Finally, the number of employees are still down by 6% compared to last year. Slide 11 illustrates the current market activity that is generally improving, supported by a global increase this year in infrastructure of 7% and housing of 8%. However, financing is still an issue in 
certain markets. And also we see continued price competition. But we enjoy local business opportunities. And in spite of a flat turnover, we have been able to constantly increase the average over the three last quarters. Slide 12, the cement order intake with unannounced orders continued to come strongly, especially in India and customer services, where we enjoy very strong market positions. The only large announced order in the last quarter was for a market leader in Brazil, Tim. But this is of strategic importance in this growing economy, where several more new plants are in the pipeline. And the backlog is on par with last year. Slide 13, turning to the announced event orders, they've been at a satisfying level and with several of strategic importance, for instance, for Heidelberg, our first full-scope contract in India, and in Tunisia, a combined complete plant and operation and maintenance agreement also from day one. The total activity level illustrated in slide 14 has this year surprised us, surprised us positively so that we now upgraded, as mentioned, to 60 million tons of new capacity and thereby closing in on the sustainable level earlier than we had expected. Also, the customer service activities in slide 15 has now shown sequential increasing trend in 2010, confirming the recovery of the market. And longer term, a high intake in operation and maintenance agreements, thanks to our successful concept, where the backlog now stands around 3 billion kroner. And only last year, uh, sorry, last week, we booked a five-year contract on a second line in Egypt for our first O&M customer, whose first plant we've now been operating successfully for two years. The cement activities, as mentioned, are strong, but still minerals has much more potential to grow from the present about 45% of group turnover and a bit more of the results. And in slide 17, we can see that also here we have year-to-date achieved a very strong financial performance with growth practically on all counts. The order intake up 97% doubled from last year, and the backlog up 16%. Even revenue is actually up uh, by 4% in spite of the lower backlog going into the year. Contribution ratio up 3 percentage points, and thereby the EBIT up with one force, giving an EBIT ratio more than 11%, like in cement. The number of NEVRI employees were not reduced to the same extent as in cement during the global crisis, which is an advantage now, where we begin to see the first bottlenecks in proposal and sales activities. Turning to slide 18, regarding the current business environment, we see continuing improvement along exactly the same lines as previously. So. These bullets are all identical to the last quarter, except for the 
addition of iron ore to the hot metals, and the omission of the tough price competition that we have now been experiencing for the last one and a half years. Revenue up by one-fourth, and the EBIT up by two-thirds compared to last year. But most importantly, the interest for our concept of islands is back, and we have even seen now Nordic competitors start repeating our idea, which is fine with us because it will only stretch the customer interest in this new concept. And this ties into the order situation in slide 19. We an increasing level of unannounced orders up more than 50%, thereby increasing the backlog by 16% year-to-date. However, there were no major order announcements in the third quarter, but the positive outlook is illustrated by the recent announcements of two so-called islands of iron ore in Mauritania and in India last week. And they are illustrated in slide 20 with the total considerable amount of announced large orders year-to-date. And the distribution of the capital orders illustrated in slide 21 shows continuing about one-fourth in our traditional comminution segment, 34% uh, in sedimentation, which are the, uh, the activities that we acquired from DLV in 2007. But more than one-third is now and growing in materials handling, where we have secured our position through several acquisitions. By industry groups, we see copper and coal are strong, also iron ore in metals and in industrial minerals we are focusing on phosphates, which has a strong potential, also indicated by merger attempts in this segment recently. Slide 22, the development in Midlands customer services is very positive and validating the trend of increasing investments in the mining industry, with the order intake up one-third compared to last year, and the revenue up 43% and even 13% up from the last quarter. In slide 23, we have the market expectations of the global mining capex. This is a bottom-up projection uh, based on the total database of specific potential projects in the raw materials group in Stockholm. And it illustrates that we are on the way back to exactly the same trend that we saw before the crisis. Finally, our only remaining building materials company, Temperate, in slide 25, we are already beginning to see slightly improving market conditions with an increasing sales of our new value product range, Urban Nature, that was introduced recently. And therefore, now again, we see growth in all numbers, revenue up 13%, contribution ratio up 1.2 percentage points, EBIT returned to the positive territory, and also the number of employees again up by 1%. So the outlook.
continues to improve on all counts. So in slide 27, we have upgraded our full year guidance for 2010, both externally regarding the cement market to 60 million tons of new capacity, and internally the EBIT ratio guidance upgraded to 9 to 10 percent, and actually we have delivered 9.9 percent already. Finally, we have upgraded our investments to 650 million kroner, due, as I said, both to catch up, but also investments in organic growth. And in 20, slide 28, we have specified the upgraded guidance, up with the market, revenue unchanged, EBIT ratio increased, tax rate unchanged, the investments upgraded, and then we've upgraded the EBIT ratio in both cement and minerals to approximately 10%. The investments, uh, increasing investments, as we mentioned earlier, are service super centers and also in in-house manufacturing, increasing in both China and India. In conclusion, in slide 29, we continue to enjoy a strong order execution, favorable product mix, and successful financial closing of products, leading to a higher contribution ratio, which is why we have upgraded our guidance for this year. We saw continued growth in unannounced orders and also expect a pickup in large orders over the coming quarters. The latest from last week being an example of our successful O&M concept for cement plants, and therefore we hope that many will reserve our capital market day in slide 13, which will be on the 31st of March next year, where we invite all of you to visit a plant in Egypt that was first designed and built by Ethel Smith, and which we have also been now operating for two years. And it would give you an insight into this concept of operational maintenance, hands-on experience of a modern cement plant, and an update on our strategic initiatives and outlook. So. We hope to see you there. And with that, we will turn over to any questions that you may have. Thank you. We will now begin the question and answer session. If you have a question, please press star then 1 on your touchtone phone. If you wish to be removed from the queue, please press the hash key or the pound sign. If you are using a speakerphone, you may need to pick up the handset first before pressing the numbers. Once again, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. Last top one from Carnegie is online with a question. Uh, yes, hello, gentlemen, and congratulations with a very strong Q3. Uh, I, I do have a few questions. It's uh, mainly relating to cement and the outlook there. Uh, Jan, you mentioned in, in your presentation that uh, despite declining revenue, you have been able to constantly increase EBIT the last three quarters. Uh, I wonder why you see this trend uh, being broken in Q4, because according to your full-year guidance, you are now only seeing a 4 to 8% margin for cement in Q4. So some specific comments on, on that. Uh, and, and then some questions to cement uh, going a little uh, ahead. 
based on the order intake, would it be fair to assume a flat to slightly lower 11 revenue for cement compared to 10? And uh, could you comment on to what extent your margin improvements in cement are sustainable? Maybe specifically comment on, on, on the four key drivers, which is leverage, price mix, and uh, internal efficiency. And, and maybe if you could also give a comment on, on, on the net impact from, from these four. And then a final question is, uh, how do you see what should we call it, the average price difference between you and uh, Sinoma at present? Thanks. Is that all? That's all, yes, for now. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, thank you um, for your comments. Um, yes, uh, we have uh, enjoyed this uh, tendency of, in spite of falling turnover and cement, we've been able to increase the, the EBIT, and for exactly uh, the four reasons that, that you mentioned, why don't we see that uh, in the fourth quarter? First answer is, and you'll know this, that um, don't count on the quarters uh, you have to, to watch our business and, and evaluate it over a longer term than, than one quarter, so that, that's one answer. The other answer is that um, um, it is um, if we take the, the uh, four different categories, I can say that the, the efficiency is constantly uh, improving, um, not dramatically, but uh, the development is constantly positive, and that will, of course, also continue in the fourth quarter. But uh, there's, there's another aspect to it also, and that is um, the fact that when we close uh, major products, uh, we'll typically see a pickup uh, in margin because we haven't used um, all the contingencies uh, for unexpected um, costs. And, and we've had a number of, of uh, closing products in the last quarter. We may not have the same amount in the fourth quarter. So there's, there's some, uh, um, uh, there some periodical uh, variances there as well. And um, then uh, uh, commenting on the uh, revenue for, for next year, we, uh, we do not uh, guide on the revenue for next year yet. Uh, we would like to come back to that when we present our um, annual accounts in, in February. So uh, please bear with us till then. Regarding um, the, the other factors influencing the, the margin, uh, mix is, uh, of course, uh, also important, and yes, we've seen an increase in um, in the uh, uh, service uh, portion uh, over this year, and that that's uh, contributed to the increase in, in margin as well. Um, this will, uh, everything else being equal, uh, we'll probably not see uh, the same uh, extent of of um, increasing proportion of service. Uh, as we expect that the larger orders may uh, pick up a bit. Uh, regarding the um, um, price, um, we have uh, seen a price pressure, as also mentioned in the presentation, uh, over the last one and a half years. And uh, in cement, I'd say it's, it's still there to some extent. Um, so we are executing on a backlog which is partly a pre-crisis and with better margin, and that is uh, that also goes into the equation. Regarding price differences uh, between us and Sinoma, um, it's uh, difficult to measure uh, because uh, the, the, the issue is also are we uh, proposing exactly uh, the same um, capacity and quality? Probably not. But our best uh, um, guess today would be that we are still talking about, uh, say, 10 to 
Just a quick f follow up because I guess what I'm looking for is uh, we, we should expect some, what should we say, price erosion in your order execution. You are beginning to execute on post financial crisis orders. And, and what I was looking for was more or less if, uh, if, if these other factors, in your view, is able to uh, fully offset uh, that negative uh, uh, gross margin effect. And I can confirm uh, the, uh, the factors uh, on a qualitative level that you are describing. They are exactly there in, in both directions. Um, I can't quantify for you at this stage. Okay. Thank you very much. Welcome. Maud Pinillard from Bank of America is in line with a question. Yes, good morning. I have two questions, please. The first one relates to cement order intake. Can you actually explain why it was down 30% uh, roughly in Q3 on year? And the second question is on India uh, cement. Um, you talk about uh, India adding 20 million tons of new capacities per annum in the coming years. Uh, do you mean up to 2012, or do, do you actually have greater visibility on this? And, uh, and actually, can you maybe give a split of uh, uh, the geographical split of those new capacities by region? Is it mainly south, or is it uh, also elsewhere in India? Thank you very much. Um, regarding the uh, uh, order intake uh, in cement, uh, the um, uh, we see a, a steady order intake in the smaller unannounced orders, but uh, we do have uh, considerable variations in the, the larger announced orders, and that is what is reflected uh, in this quarter compared to others. And, and you have to, to be prepared and expect that there can be considerable variations uh, from quarter to quarter um, without maybe uh, that being any uh, uh, significant indication of, of where the industry is such as is trending. So uh, we don't see it as a, as a problem as such that we had a, a drop in, in one quarter. Generally, um, we are quite comfortable with the development in the uh, cement market. And yes, I can confirm that uh, one of the reasons uh, being India, we are, we are uh, expecting uh, roughly uh, 20 million tons of new capacity in India in 11 and, and 12. And uh, yes, we have some visibility beyond that uh, as well, uh, because there, there are the, the um, macro um, uh, relations that the uh, cement consumption in the region will historically grow by 1.2 times the economic growth. So with the growth in uh, economic growth in India of say 8-9%, uh, you're talking roughly 10% uh, growth in the cement consumption, and the capacity today, which is practically fully utilized, is around about uh, 280 million tons. So uh, it means that um, longer term, uh, for the next five to 10 years, um, you will expect uh, something between 20 and 30 million tons of new capacity every year, just to to uh, uh, reflect the um, uh, economic growth in the country. And yes, there have been discussions of maybe overcapacity in India in certain regions. This is especially uh, in the uh, south. Uh, but uh, we don't see it as a, as a major problem uh, 
because with this uh, growth of more than 10% in, in the consumption, uh, that the oil capacity will be caught up with within a year. So um, uh, there may be regional differences in India, but uh, taken overall, um, we see a constant positive development in cement in India. Okay, thank you. Um, but maybe some colors on uh, where, where do you see those new capacities being added? Is it mostly the south? Uh, no, it's uh, it's uh, evenly distributed. Actually, at present, it's it's more other regions than the south. All right. Thank you very much. Welcome. Patrick Setterberg from Nordea is online with a question. Yes, hello, uh, Patrick Setterberg from uh, Nordea. Uh, two questions uh, relating to the minerals division. Uh, could you give us an indication uh, where the prices on your mining equipment is heading currently? Uh, and then you said a comment during your presentation that you are seeing bottlenecks. Uh, could you pinpoint uh, which areas you're seeing these bottlenecks? Yeah, with respect to the, uh, the, the current uh, pricing environment, uh, it, it does actually match up with our pricing strategy. So. Uh, and thereby it, it does meet our expectations. Um, Mr. Rasmussen mentioned something about uh, the bottlenecks, and it is correct that in, in certain areas of our business uh, we, we see a, uh, an increased backlog that we are trying to, to execute. Uh, but fortunate we have a, as you well know, we have a strong setup in uh, India that uh, we are at the time uh, taking uh, into consideration and utilize to our best, uh, making sure that we can uh, smooth out the, uh, the bottleneck. So as, as we uh, move forward, uh, the, we don't see any uh, bottleneck in the execution uh, part of the business. It's more so on the proposal side, which just confirms the, uh, the increase in the uh, inquiry list and the positive momentum in the market itself. Okay. Could you just remind me what your pricing strategy is on your mining equipment? Uh, that's a strategy that we don't reveal, so uh, I can just say that it matches up with our expectations and our ability to deliver to the bottom line. Okay, thank you. Christian Neistrup from Jyske Bank is online with a question. Christian Neistrup from uh, Jyske Bank. Uh, you mentioned a bit on your outlook for India. What about uh, your outlook for Russia on, on cement? Could you please describe your view here? Yes, uh, Russia is a, a promising market. Um, uh, as we mentioned earlier, um, there are two factors. One being, uh, you say, comparable to to India. Russia is one of the big big countries. It has uh, huge uh, uh, resources of, of uh, energy. So uh, the, this will drive an economic development, uh, maybe uh, slightly less and maybe slower and a bit delayed compared to India, but there will be an economic development that will require an, an increase in cement consumption. So that's one factor. The other factor being that 85% uh, as we believe uh, of the existing cement capacity in Russia is outdated technology, uh, so-called wet uh, process, which uh, requires 40 to 50% um, uh, more energy consumption than modern technology. With the increasing energy prices, that is not sustainable. We saw a, a tendency a couple of years ago that um, the industry started replacing that old capacity and started expanding, but then was uh, stopped again by the crisis. 
and uh, we still see uh, uh, financing issues in Russia, which is uh, practically the only reason we believe that, that we've not seen uh, more activity in, in recent years. But uh, this will gradually uh, loosen up, and then we will see uh, the cement market in Russia come back in full force. We have no doubt about that. So that could unfold in, in 2011? Part of it, it could start, yes. Okay, thanks. And then finally on your minerals, you comment in the report uh, regarding the, the permits for mining customers. Is this mostly tied to the development in, in the last few months, or, or is it more going forward? No, it's not necessarily tied to the last few months. It's more so with the expectations uh, going forward that it is becoming more and more time-consuming to, to obtain the necessary permits, uh, depending on where you are in the world, uh, trying to establish uh, new mine facilities. But, but it's not a major problem, I, I take it, for, for next year, for example. Uh, no, it just explains the, uh, the, the timing with which you, you see the, uh, the, uh, the orders being signed off on. Thank you. And, and just one technical question on your depreciation in, in Q3 in minerals. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit lower than, than in the remaining quarters. Uh, what is driving this change, and how should we look at this uh, in the coming quarters? Well, I didn't catch the first part. Depreciation. Depreciation, yeah. Okay. I, I don't think that there are any special reasons for, for that. I mean, I'm, I'm not aware of that. Um, okay, thank you. We will have to transfer that to a periodical uh, variation. Okay, thanks. Welcome. Kenneth Leiling from Danske Markets is online with a question. Um, yes, thank you. It's uh, Kenneth Leiling here. Um, just a couple of questions. First of all, I mean, could you could you comment a bit more about the, uh, the the things you've said about an increasing proposal activity throughout Q3 and whether that has sort of that increasing trend has continued into Q4, and perhaps also tie that into whether you as a company would expect 2011 to be a, a better year for new orders in the minerals business than in, um, in 2010? Yeah, when I comment on the uh, proposal activity, it, it's uh, based on uh, what we see in the marketplace uh, and, and in particular the, uh, the interaction we have with uh, a set of customers uh, that also pertains to, to the high, uh, high backlog that, uh, in terms of the inquiry that we are entertaining. Uh, how that folds out in 2011 in terms of order bookings, uh, I, I can't, uh, I can't comment on. But your thinking is that the market as a whole will be better in 2011 than it was in 2010. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking for any reason, yeah. if, if any, that FLS wouldn't see the same kind of of movement in new orders. No, based on the uh, market data we have available, uh, based on the uh, uh, action, uh, interaction with our customers, based on uh, the mining houses' uh, comments to their, to their expectations with respect to CapEx going forward, uh, medium and long term, there's no doubt that the, uh, the trend is uh, pointing upward, and therefore you can expect that the, uh, the bookings uh, going forward will be higher compared to what you've seen. Mm. Yeah, and, and how is that, uh, in terms of your SGMA cost in the minerals division as well, I mean, they've been fairly stable at just below $300 million adjusted level uh, for the past couple of quarters. Is there a need to, to step up 
in in terms of you know making a 10 15 percent increase in order to to um call it to meet that increasing demand you're seeing going forward you're talking about resources i'm I'm just i'm asking essentially asking how you feel about the sgna level right now at just below the 300 million whether there is a need for 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 a higher level in the coming quarters so to speak no, if, if, if we add on to the uh, to, to the payroll, it will be uh, it will be all related to execution, and thereby it will be fully absorbed. Uh, you might see a slight pickup in SDNA in in, uh, in the near term, and that's all with respect to investments uh, being made in in our sales and promotion department to support the uh, the inquiry list going on. But I do not expect a uh, a major increase uh, in the SDNA level going forward. Okay. Um, last question, also related to minerals, actually, is that the, the new orders that you are signing these days, okay, not, not that many perhaps, but still the orders that you are signing, would they still be able to, to live up to the, say, 25% or so gross margin that you are reporting, or will they be sort of dilutive, take down that average? How, how do you feel about, about that? I mean, I can't comment on the future contribution margin, but I can say as we uh, as we uh, commented today that it's it's a mix going forward uh, based on the, based on the overall revenue mix. Uh, and as you can see, we have been fortunate to build up the uh, the aftermarket uh, component uh, now yielding uh, 30% of our overall revenue, and that uh, we hopefully can continue to boost that. Uh, hopefully, we can keep the margins again based on based on the mix. Okay. Okay, so so uh, you're actually looking to increase it, re- increase the gross margin in that division over the coming sort of quarters and years, so to speak. Oh, I didn't say that. Okay, okay, um, okay. I think that's that was all. Thanks a lot. Welcome. Ashila Ahmad from Handels Banking is the line of the question. Yes, Ashila Ahmad from Handels Banking Capital Markets. A uh, couple of questions, if I may. Um, Firstly, um, in the cement division, you have been quite successful this year um, securing a number of large O&M orders. Can you comment on the pipeline going forward to the next 6 to 12 months, and how do, how, how do you see that pipeline converting into orders during the next 6 to 12 months? Yes, uh, we have enjoyed a number of uh, O&M contracts. It, uh, it'll, it comes uh, in a sort of uh, in waves uh, to some extent. Um, first, we had to, to demonstrate uh, a strong reference, uh, and then the interest caught up, um, then inquiries, and, and then a, a handful of orders uh, over a fairly short period. Uh, we can't expect to see an O&M contract uh, every month uh, because the, the, there's a lengthy negotiation uh, beforehand. But I can confirm that um, there's still strong interest. We have a number of inquiries. We have a number of offers out, um, and uh, we we can we expect that this business will only continue to grow. Uh, the difficulty is to predict sort of at the speed at which it will be growing, but it will continue to grow also in the coming year. Can we expect three to, uh, three to four orders also next year in terms of uh, O&M? Um, you, uh, you can't make me quantify, but um, uh, orders next year are uh, likely, yes, uh, the the number I can't uh, give you today. And one more.
one more question here on on your EBIT margin guidance on the on the group level. I mean, it's quite a large implicit spread on Q4. Is it mostly related to the cement division, or is it related to um, to the minerals division? It's a it's a combination, and and it reflects the uh, the fact that there are so many uh, uh, factors uh, going into this. Uh, one being uh, which uh, contracts might be uh, uh, finished, which might be uh, uh, closed uh, during the last quarter, which might uh, run into the first quarter of next year, um, and and that will strongly influence the mix, which is uh, again strongly influence the the margin. So. There are a number of factors going into this which makes it very difficult to predict precisely. So we've just wanted to to send the signal that uh, we've been a bit positively surprised over the last uh, quarter and, and we see a basis for a continuing uh, optimistic uh, outlook. Um, but but we can't get it uh, narrow it more than we have done. And uncertainty uh, on margins, that's related to both divisions? Yes. Okay, and and then just a question here on orders and how you see Q4. Obviously, unannounced orders have been quite strong in, in Q3. Should we continue, expect to con, uh, this trend to continue also in Q4? And should the large project orders be on top of this, or how, how should we how should we read this? Uh, again, we we can't uh, give you a, a guidance uh, for the the order intake uh, in the quarter, we can say that that we see no uh, um, uh, changes uh, in the sense that um, uh, small orders are continuing at a, at a positive level. We, we don't expect to see any changes in that. Um, we do expect over coming quarters that we will see an increase in, in uh, larger orders, but whether that is already in the fourth quarter or in the beginning of next year. Uh, again, we can't tell you exactly. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Sue Sang from Exane is online with a question. Um, um, hi. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the good results. Um, I have uh, three questions, if I may. Um, the first question is a, a follow-up on price competition. Sorry, I didn't quite catch up. Um, um, I didn't quite um, catch what you had just said about uh, the, the prices on mineral equipment. Can you maybe just let me know whether you are seeing the price um, bottoming out uh, in Q3 already and uh, on a kind of upward trend, or has it still kind of in the uh, sort of depressed uh, situation? Um, and also, um, maybe um, we understand that the operating leverage um, in, in your competitors are uh, faring a little bit better with improving utilization rate. Maybe can you uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, your your take on on the operating leverage going forward uh, uh, in, into let's say next quarter and, uh, and also next year, uh, especially in the mineral equipment business. Okay, with respect to the uh, the, the pricing environment, uh, I said that it did actually uh, match our pricing strategy, and I uh, can convert that into stating that the. the, the Prices compared to the first six months of the year is this bottom, bottoming up, bottoming out, uh, rather. Uh, with respect to the leverage, uh, I can say we are trying to, to, to do our best to, uh, 
to push as much as we can uh, through the uh, profit and loss account uh, based on the, the resources that we employ. Okay. Uh, okay. And number two, number. Uh, uh, can you maybe just uh, give us a sense um, um, the, 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 the impact of the, the U.S. Uh, new reg environmental regulation, the, the EPA regulation, uh, and, and the, the, the related uh, the, the, the so-called scrubber uh, demand, and uh, how are you positioned? Uh, to capture that, that that trend, maybe. Yes, uh, I can uh, inform you that uh, we have uh, we are in a very strong position for this because we have uh, more than a year before the uh, new regulation was introduced uh, in August this year. We formed a, a working group to prepare for that, uh, and we had anticipated exactly where the new uh, uh, regulations were uh, finally ending. So we have an, an offering to the customers prepared, which will enable them to fulfill exactly all the uh, uh, much uh, stronger environmental demands. And today we have a um, movable uh, lab that is uh, touring all cement plants in the U.S., telling them what their emissions are today and what they need to do to, to fulfill the uh, future um, uh, requirement. So we are definitely uh, in the strongest position to capture this market. It's difficult to quantify. Um, we have uh, numbers, I think, from the uh, uh, the U.S. Uh, Cement Association talking about uh, the, about 240 million U.S. dollars, which is could be the potential for for these um, uh, upgrades. Okay, um, and the, also uh, uh, regarding that, um, my understanding is uh, U.S. cement players have been uh, sort of. Um, 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 discussing on that, that issue for quite some time. Do you see that, uh, that the kind of orders on this new uh, initiative could uh, materialize uh, quite, quite, uh, quite quickly, quite, quite soon in coming quarters? What's happening today is uh, primarily, as I said, these measurements and analysis, and, and we're doing that uh, on a sort of an hourly basis for the customers at present. So that's not a a very big turnover, but of course it's founding uh, the basis for for uh, for uh, equipment and, and uh, thereby a higher turnover. And yes, it has to happen within a foreseeable future because there's a deadline in two years from now where the the uh, new um, uh, emission standards um, are put in force. So we expect that the orders must must be placed say around about mid next year uh, in order to be able to meet the deadline. That's very helpful. My last question um, is actually uh, regarding the, the, the margin uh, in minerals this quarter. Um, I mean, if you look at the EBITDA margin evolution, it has uh, expanded strongly by two percentage points compared to last quarter. At the same time, contribution ratios seem to be falling something like 1.4% compared to last quarter. So um, apparently they are not moving hand to hand, to hand with each other. Um, I understand that that's a part of the reason could be some kind of uh, um, the, the, the settlement of the lawsuit uh, in Q2. But if you compare Q3 EBITDA margin to Q1 and also previous quarters, and also the contribution margins, uh, basically they don't seem to be moving uh, in the same direction. Is that because um, some, some, some issues, in, uh, some changes in the SGNA um, uh, uh, ratios there in Q3 
um, which could be specifically related to, uh, let's say, maybe uh, fewer bidding activities, or is any other reasons for that? Yeah, again, you, you talk about the contribution margin, and that again has something to do with the overall revenue mix, uh, having more, uh, bigger, I mean, projects versus the, the aftermarket uh, running through the uh, running through the top line. You talked about the uh, the, the margin on the bottom line, uh, partly uh, through uh, through leverage, and that's that's the overall explanation. Oh, uh, and so, so uh, sorry. Um, so your under, your understanding is that basically uh, the, the Q3 uh, expansion in EBITDA ratio uh, is mainly due to uh, operating leverage. Uh, hello. Yeah, being part of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Being part of it. Okay. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, is Su Zhang, just to take it, I mean, it, it is correct that the contribution margin or gross margin has come down because we are seeing more big orders going through the books, which have lower margin than customer service. So this is the reason why, why the gross margin is down. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, the EBITDA margin is up because of leverage. I mean, uh, there's 500 million more. Uh, there's about 25% more volume going through the books in Q3 compared to Q2. So that's why the EBITDA is up, but gross margin is down. Okay, okay, okay. That's very clear. Okay, thank you very much. from ABG Sundell is in line with a question. Hello, guys. A uh, couple of questions. First of all, uh, you're talking about a much stronger pipeline uh, within minerals uh, still growing. Could you confirm what other peers have said recently that uh, the single uh, order size of what they are negotiating uh, are definitely increasing right now, going from single equipment orders to, well, already now talking about greenfield uh, projects? That is correct, that we are... <coughs> That if you look at the uh, the uh, proposal pipeline, there there are larger components in there in terms of uh, larger projects. Uh, and as we also stated before, <coughs> we are moving from a uh, being a product company to a uh, solutions provider. And in between there, we are offering uh, more bundled uh, solutions. We are offering more island uh, solutions, which all call for for more equipment into the same package. Uh, and therefore, the uh, many of the uh, initial. Uh, uh, and then in relation to your uh, very strong cash flow and your very strong balance sheet, uh, I imagine you're still looking for, for M&A out there. Uh, we're seeing a lot of consolidation going on right now. Um, how, could you please give an update there, and how do you see the prospects of doing something uh, within uh, the mineral side uh, with the current consolidation, uh, which has, seems to have been starting in the whole industry? With the risk of repeating myself, we are systematically looking to do uh, acquisitions. Uh, we are, um, and uh, and we uh, do see uh, opportunities. Um, but uh, it's a time-consuming process, and we believe it's in the interest of the uh, shareholders that we are very cautious. We have a number of uh, conditions that need to be fulfilled, and uh, if only one of them isn't, uh, when we look in the books, we'll... we'll uh, will pass. And then, of course, there are, are there many things that can um, postpone a, a transaction, and we need to agree on a price by the end of the day. So, yes, we are systematically trying, and, and we do have a, a pipeline. We do have uh, contacts at present. 
that we believe will lead to more acquisitions, but um, there are no, we see no game changers as such. We're not looking at, at a $1 billion uh, acquisitions. It is uh, more bolt-ons, uh, small, maybe some medium size could uh, uh, come into place also. Uh, you must remember that uh, the real game changers are difficult in our industry because um, at top level we have only a few uh, global players and uh, the competition authorities would uh, probably uh, not make it possible uh, with the sort of dramatic consolidation. So that's not what we're looking at. Perfect. Thank you very much. Now, Skil from New Credit Markets is in line with a question. Yes, hello, um, and congratulations with the, the strong result. Um, you have talked uh, quite a lot about uh, India this time, um, but could you give us an update on uh, on South America and whether, uh, well, you have obviously highlighted South America for a couple of quarters, but whether uh, something is about to happen in yeah in that region? Yes, um, and this is remain, uh, cement, I hear. Uh, because yes, it's related to cement. Talking about it, and uh, we can confirm that uh, Brazil is a hot market. Uh, that it was the only place where we uh, announced a major order in, in the third quarter, and uh, the activity is still high there. We booked uh, uh, five kilns, but uh, we have um, more than twice that amount um, uh, in the pipeline. Uh, so uh, there are. More than a dozen of, of potential new cement plants uh, coming up in Brazil, so that's definitely a hot market. Um, timing uh, is, is difficult. It's apparently taking a bit uh, longer than we we might have expected. But there will be uh, considerable activity in, in Brazil for the next couple of years. And also there are uh, other areas um, we uh, are looking at prospects in uh, Peru, Colombia. Um, couple of other countries as well. So, yes, we see uh, uh, Latin America as, uh, as a promising area for the next couple of years. And then if we include uh, minerals, for sure, uh, it is uh, uh, even more hot, uh, and that is, again, both Brazil, um, Peru, Chile, uh, as the three main countries. Okay, and then uh, a follow-up question on, uh, on on the margins in uh, in minerals. Is it correct that there is some kind of a positive one-off in this quarter, while you had a negative one-off in Q2? Yes. Okay, and could you give us uh, an idea about the size? I think it's stable, right? Yeah, the, the income is stable. It's 25 million a day. Um, the expense from Q2 is, is not stated, um, but I, I think we said something like it was um, an, a minor amount. Okay, so a positive of around 25 million here in Q3. Yep. Okay. Thank you. Welcome. Daniel Peterson from SEB is in line with a question. Hi, uh, Daniel Patterson here. Um, two questions. On cement, uh, you upgrade your market expectations from 50 to 60 million tons this year. Um, is it uh, does it make sense to spin that negatively uh, because you haven't actually seen that many orders this year? Are you losing market share, or is it simply because the Indian market is so big and there your contract size is smaller? And, and how should we think about that? 
Yes, you got it right. We are definitely not planning to reduce our market share, and that hasn't happened either. Um, we we can't quantify it today, but uh, I can say if there are any changes, it will be in our favor for this year on the market share. Uh, but you're quite right that um, India is maybe uh, taking half of the market uh, this year, and and um, there is uh, the tendency that uh, this being a very uh, mature professional market, uh, it means that the the customers will typically buy a lot of the um, uh, additional equipment uh, directly themselves, and they'll primarily buy the the core uh, key equipment from us. It means that for the same ton of capacity, uh, the order uh, for us in India will be smaller than, uh, say, for instance, North Africa or the Middle East, where the uh, typically to supply the same uh, tonnage, uh, we have a lot of uh, additional equipment uh, in the contract as well. So that is the primary reason. Okay, excellent. Um, then the second question is, is more broad. Um, this year, you have uh, the first nine months, the EBIT uh, margin is 9.9%, even higher if we adjust for the PPAs. But your strategic target is to reach 8 to 9% uh, in periods of low activity. Now, 2009 was a very low on order intake. And my question is then, is 2010 a year of low activity? Uh, that's a good question uh, because uh, the um – our, our guidance, uh, long-term guidance on uh, periods below and high activity uh, is, uh, is reflecting uh, the, the market situation. Uh, and it means that one of the key factor here is that uh, in a year with a uh, low uh, order intake, you will typically see more pressure on the margins uh, because of, of uh, stretched competition. But uh, that will not pass through the P&L until uh, one to two years later. Uh, and at that time, the order intake may be increasing, but we will then be executing orders that we're taking in at a smaller margin. So, so uh, uh, forgive us, but it's, uh, it's a, a bit difficult to define exactly what is a, a period with low and what is a period with high activity. But, but I hope I have clearly explained what are the factors uh, that are uh, operating here. All right, thanks. Jakob Peterson from Stuttgart is online with a question. Yeah, hi, gentlemen. Congratulations on a very fine result. Um, I have, have uh, two questions. Uh, first of all, if you could comment a bit on your orders on hold. And also, my second question, um, we see ongoing consolidation in minerals. Um, how do you feel your competitive situation? Are competitors gaining ground on you, or, or what's the situation? Uh, the orders on hold are unchanged. Uh, we, we don't consider it a, a big issue anymore. I mean, it's one and a half billion uh, approximately, and, and eventually uh, definitely most of that will come back on track. It takes a bit longer than, than we anticipated, but uh, we're, not, we're not concerned with that. Uh, regarding the, um, um, the uh, competition, uh, that is uh, probably uh, more to... To, uh, to Midwest, uh, but but generally I can say that no, definitely uh, neither in cement nor minerals uh, the competitors are, are gaining ground. On the contrary, we feel in a very comfortable and strong market position. I mentioned in, initially that.
we find it, it interesting, and we are a bit uh, honored that we see uh, major competitors in minerals uh, starting to, to repeating our ideas, and, and uh, we only see that as a strength because uh, it will increase the, the cost of interest uh, for these uh, new concepts. But maybe Christian can add something. No, I, I mean, just to sort of, uh, verify that we, we uh, our assessment is that we have not lost market share, and I, if you are referring, in terms of consolidation, if you're referring to what was announced begin this week with uh, the major acquisition. No, no, no. I, 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 actually, it, it wasn't this, uh, it wasn't the Caterpillar uh, consolidation. Okay. It was overall. Um, you, okay. you, you created a new business model by buying the GLNV, and, and maybe competitors are trying to do the same thing. Yeah, okay. Uh, we have not seen competitors uh, doing what we have done over the last couple of years, and uh, looking at the uh, the entire pie out there, I mean, we have not lost uh, lost any markets yet. We, uh, it would be fine with us. It, I mean, there's uh, there's a potential competitor uh, if uh, Merck, uh, if uh, Metso and Autotech were merged, they would have the same product portfolio that we have, and and it would be fine with us to be in an industry with two players. Okay, thanks very much. Sebastian Hubert from UBS is online with a question. Yes, hello, gentlemen. Uh, just one question with regards to your Chinese operations. Can you give us an update on how the progress is there and how do you see your opportunities going forward in the Chinese cement industry? Many thanks. You're welcome. Yes, uh, I can definitely because um, I was there uh, only last week uh, inaugurating our new offices in Beijing. Uh, and so we have, we have prepared, we have uh, laid the, the foundation, we merged our four different activities into to one office, uh, shared back offices, uh, we've uh, put in a, a strong a new country head uh, that, that was responsible for our successful uh, development in India, he's now moved to, to China, and we've said that we've given him the same task in India, we grew from a market share of 12% uh, to 100%, uh, and we can do with a little less in, in China. But definitely, uh, uh, we are onto the task, and, and we are trying to combine all our resources out there. And uh, one of the uh, interesting tasks is uh, our um, initiative uh, that we call BCC, Be Competitive in China, which is to, to uh, tailor-make um, a cement plant uh, for the uh, Chinese uh, market. And uh, that is progressing well, doing the design, and, and we expect to be able to to uh, start marketing that uh, product uh, next year. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Mette Frane from Reuters is online with a question. Yeah, hi. Um, I was um, I was wondering a couple of things, basically. Um, uh, Metso, Simix, and Lafarge, some of your competitors and customers, they've reported their report, their results, Q3 reports in the last um, two or three weeks, and they haven't seen very upbeat reporting uh, slow demand and weak um, revenue in uh, mature markets. And you seem very upbeat. Uh, and I was wondering, first of all, why, and secondly, whether you are actually, are you basically saying that you've, you believe you've seen the bottom of the market now? Um, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, the, the answer is uh, fairly simple. Uh, if you take some of the uh, uh, global players like uh, Lapaz or uh, and others, um, uh, some of the global cement producers, they have uh, large investments.
these are the only two areas uh, uh, in the world today where we still see a, a very um, depressed economy and, uh, and therefore also in cement a very low activity and, and no need uh, for new capacity uh, within the short term. And uh, that is what is reflected in the accounts uh, of our customers, that uh, they don't get the, uh, the revenue and they don't get the return that they would like to see on their investment in, in Europe and the U.S. It's not uh, necessarily a problem for us because uh, we never anticipated to sell any cement plants, either in, in U.S. nor Europe uh, uh, this year or, or next year anyway, uh, because our markets are developing countries and, uh, and especially the, uh, the BRIC countries. So that's why our focus are uh, two different uh, places. So we have no different opinion on the development in, in Europe or U.S., only it's, it's not uh, very important for us. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, so do you, think, um, do you think you've reached the bottom of the, of the market, the end of the crisis for you? Going forward? Uh, we, we see uh, positive indications uh, to that effect. Uh, I mean, the, the uh, positive development in the cement market this year, the um, uh, many inquiries that uh, my, my colleague is, is talking about. And, and you can also see, if you look at our uh, order intake, um, we have seen a very positive uh, development uh, over the, uh, the recent quarters. Okay. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Maud Pinillard from Bank of America is online with a question. Uh, yes, hi, it's me again. I have some follow-up questions on the U.S. new environmental regulations, please. Uh, first one, when do you expect to receive the first orders from companies, uh, so from cement producers willing to comply with uh, those regulations? Uh, will it be early next year or maybe later? And uh, second, do you have any idea of what sort of capex uh, a cement producer would need to spend on average for, say, one million tons uh, well-maintained plant? Uh, thank you very much. Regarding the um, uh, the environmental aspects, um, uh, we would expect that. Uh, we see the orders around about mid next year. Uh, as I said, that is probably um, uh, the the, um, the latest that they can do it. But on the other hand, they would probably uh, not do it much earlier than they have to. Uh, they would try to postpone the, the investment. This is primarily a question of fulfilling um, the uh, obligations towards authorities. It's not a, an investment with a dramatic return. So, so we. Our best guess would, guess would be mid 2011. Regarding um, uh, maintenance costs, uh, it of course varies dramatically uh, re depending on country, region, uh, type of, of an age of plant, and so on. But a, a figure could be one to two dollars per ton per year. In the, in the U.S. to comply with uh, the new regulations. No, uh, that is uh, general uh, uh, maintenance. Right. To comply and with the regulations, yes. the, the, the figure that we have was the uh, 240 million U.S. dollars, which is, okay. uh, we believe, the uh, demand association in U.S. that calculated this could be the total investment. Right. Thank you very much. Welcome. Mike Betts from Jefferies is online with a question. 
Yeah, just one question from me, please, and it's to follow up on that $240 million. Uh, and I'm sure it's just a question of definition, but I'm looking on the PCA website, and it refers to a number of $4.7 billion. Uh, I mean, is that just your share? Is that just are you only provide some of the products? Or, or are they maybe somewhat more aggressive in, in what they feel uh, may be required? So maybe just a bit more explanation on that difference, if you wouldn't mind, please. Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a difficult question. And there have been uh, many uh, numbers uh, up in the air. You must also, um, and you can calculate this in many ways, and you must also be aware that uh, there's some political aspect to it also because there's a dialogue between uh, uh, Congress and, and the, uh, the Cement Association as to what sort of cost is, is put on the industry. Uh, so, so they may uh, sort of have a tendency to pick at the higher range than, than uh, we are a bit more cautious as to what we see investments that are relevant for us. And, of course, they may have a number of costs uh, uh, that, that will not be seen as a market for us, but maybe costs uh, influencing uh, the cement producers. Okay, understood. So, Thank you. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Welcome. Kenneth Leiling from Danske Markets is online with a question. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, Kenneth Leiling again. Just, just quickly, I mean, um, I can see that uh, apparently there's been a uh, signing ceremony in Moscow about a new uh, cement factory with you yesterday evening. Could you comment on that and whether this is the same order or um, contract that we saw about six months ago when Medvedev was in Copenhagen? And also... Um, if you could give, give us a view on your cash pile, I mean, um, I, is, I, when are you ready to make a decision on whether some of that cash can go back to shareholders instead of being on your your balance sheet? Those would be my two questions. Thanks. Okay. Uh, regarding Russia, uh, yes, you're right. Uh, when uh, President Medvedev uh, was uh, on official visit in Copenhagen uh, in April, there was a signing uh, ceremony on the 28th of uh, April where our chairman signed a preliminary contract uh, with the, the master group uh, in Kaluga region uh, for a new cement plant uh, for Russia. And uh, we, uh, this was a, um, a public uh, ceremony, and, and uh, we uh, sent out a, a uh, Stock Exchange uh, announcement uh, confirming that uh, we had initiated this, uh, these contract negotiations. That's a standard procedure, and you could say that's the first step in, in something that, that uh, can often take 9 to maybe 12 months um, uh, to negotiate such a contract. Uh, so um, we can also confirm that uh, yes, uh, yesterday one of my colleagues uh, signed a new document uh, in Russia, uh, regarding the same plant uh, with the same customer. So it just goes to show that, the uh, yes, the negotiations are progressing uh, as expected in a, in a positive way, but um, uh, no, there's no binding contract as of today, and uh, our policy is that, that we don't uh, announce it uh, until we book the order, and we don't book the order until we receive the down payment, because that is the day that uh, it is a binding agreement uh, for both parties. So those are the facts. Regarding the cash, um, we've set our priorities uh, are first to, to uh, 
positions. We have uh, good experiences with that. Uh, secondly, we are also, as you can see, we have uh, sort of lifted our investments a bit uh, uh, this year, uh, reflecting the fact that uh, we see also uh, possibilities of, of organic growth that will uh, increase the, the value of our company, and we will continue to, to pursue those opportunities as well. And yes, um, uh, at a certain time, we will take an extra look at our cash position and we will consider whether we need to do something else. Uh, but uh, we haven't reached that uh, day yet, and, and I can't give you the date either. Okay, but I, I, is, is this a part of the, um, the discussions that will happen in connection with the annual report, whether or not you should start you know, distributing more to shareholders in terms of share buybacks or something like that, or would we have to wait longer for anything to happen? Uh, I can't uh, quantify the, the timing yet. Okay. So far okay. we are on, a, on the track where we, uh, we um, pursue potential acquisitions and we will continue to do that still for some time. Okay. Thanks a lot. Very helpful. As a reminder, if you have a question, please press star, then 1 on your touchtone phone. We have no further questions at this time. Okay. Then we thank you for your interest.